Welcome to the Better Wallet Podcast, a podcast where we talk to everyday people who have changed their lives through managing their money. We talk about their money journeys, the good, the bad, and the ugly. At least once a month, we'll have a new episode where you can learn how to manage your money better. We're going to be simplifying the money-related topics that keep people up at night, including budgeting, paying off debt, investing, and how to build a business. The goal is to make money a less taboo everyday topic. Now here's your host, Mark Russell. Welcome to the next episode of the Better Wallet Podcast. As you guys know, the Better Wallet Podcast is all about demystifying the topic of money and sharing power for money stories from people who truly beat the odds. As I was reviewing the last 50 episodes or so, I thought to myself, man, like it's been a minute since I gave you guys some tea on a little bit more about my life. Because as you guys know, there's a lot that I went through throughout my childhood, even into my adult my adulthood, that I didn't really dive as deep into, even in episode number one, where I give you guys mostly everything, but I didn't dive into like specific details. So I thought, what better than to talk about how I met my biological dad and give you guys a tea on like how it all happened, how I ended up finding him, and then the relationship that we have now. So instead of the typical information that I would give you guys, like any you know financial resources and financial tips, I thought I would you know be a little open about you know how I was able to find my biological dad and information related to that. So this will be a two-part episode. So this week we'll have part number one, and then next week we'll have part number two. So with that. Let's get into it. So let's start from the beginning, back in the time. So a lot of you guys know I came up through the foster care system, but I want to go a little bit deeper than that. So when I was born, as most of you guys know, I was a preemie. So my mom and my dad, who I thought was my dad at the time, let's use the name Wayne Bird. I thought Wayne Bird was my biological dad. You know, she was with him during the time that I was born. So my mom assumed that was my biological father. So just kind of keep that in mind, Wayne Bird, biological father. So in my life, I've always thought as Wayne Bird guy as being my biological dad. So fast forward a couple of years, I'm placed into foster care. I'm in foster care at this time. And eventually, years later, I was fostered by a home in central Pennsylvania by the name of Mount Union is the name of the town. So during that time, I got to know who my biological mom was. Luckily, my adopted mom and dad introduced me to her because they felt like it was a good thing that I would understand my roots. And they also didn't feel like, you know, lying to me about, hey, like, you know, we're your biological parents. You actually have your own biological parents. So I'm very blessed to say that I've known my biological mom for the majority of my life. So I've always wondered who his biological dad was because, you know, eventually Wayne Bird, my mom, they broke up. They didn't talk anymore, whatever. So going out to my life, you know, in my childhood into my adulthood, I always had like this resentment towards this Wayne Bird guy. So every so often I would see my mom when I was in foster care, you know, she was kind of still in and out of rehab and she still is in and out of rehab at this time. But there will be times where I'll come back to Philly. Again, I was in central PA at a foster home, eventually was adopted there. But I would go back and forth to Philly every so often to meet her. My oldest brother, his name is Troy and my younger sister, her name is Alexis. 
So I would go back to them to visit and everything. So that was great, right? I knew where my roots were and it was cool to just go back to Philly to get to know them a little bit more. Because at that point, you know, it kind of felt like they're my distant cousins in a way. So fast forward a few years, I apply to college and, you know, Penn State was in my backyard. I go off to Penn State. You guys know that whole story where, you know, I had to put myself through school. It was a long four years of just trying to figure myself out. And then eventually I end up getting a job at the Vanguard Group. And most people know that the headquarters of the Vanguard Group happens to be in Malvern, Pennsylvania, which is about 20 minutes outside of Philly, right? So full 360 moment there where I was born in Philly. And then from there, I was adopted in Central PA. And then my first job out of school happened to be in Philly. So that's the way that my life works, right? So during that time, of course, I was able to spend a little bit more time with my oldest brother, my younger sister, and then also try to get to know my mom a little bit more while she was, you know, kind of in and out of these rehab centers. So, you know, I was able to build a relationship as much as you could possibly build a relationship with people that you kind of know, but you don't really know that you want to, you know, get to know a little bit more because, you know, they're your biological siblings. But, you know, over time, it still kind of felt like, you know, distant cousins in a way. So that's another podcast episode. You kind of talk about my siblings who, you know, I'm getting closer with now. So you fast forward a few years and I'm going throughout my career. I'm doing well in my career. Fast forward to when I was 28 and you get to the point in your life, in your career, where you start thinking about the idea of maybe having kids, right? And when the idea popped up of, hey, like I might want to have kids one day, I thought, okay, well, I know my biological mom. I could ask her questions about any conditions that might run in the family, high blood pressure, diabetes, right? Stroke. You want to know all this stuff before you have kids. So the doctor can basically, they can pre-diagnose things before they come up, right? You want to make sure you're talking to your kids about that stuff just so they know, right? So you fast forward until, again, 28. And I'm like, it would be cool if I knew my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family when it relates to family background. Also, given that my ancestors came from the Carolinas and Georgia, I wanted to understand how they migrated up north. I wanted to understand what part of Africa they came through from because I knew they all had ties back to slavery, of course. So like as a curious kid, I really wanted to know that stuff. And given that I wanted to know all that stuff, I wanted to use the most updated technology, right? So I wanted to do a DNA test and not the DNA test that you would see on like Murray, but more of the DNA test ancestry.com. So this is not promoted by Ancestry.com at all, but it was what I used in order to figure out my family background, right? Because Ancestry.com will tell you where your family migrated from. You might understand or learn different family members, and you also will understand how your genetics are broken up, right? So I knew that after doing the exam, I found out that you know part of um, my DNA belonged to like you know, the Guyanese people or Ghana, the Western side of Africa, right? So Ghana, Kenya actually had a little bit of Scandinavian, which is kind of (laughs) weird, but there was a pretty interesting breakup of my genetics. So that was all really fascinating. And 
you know, it took me a long time to be completely frank. It took me a long time to get to the point where I wanted to take the exam because I felt like it was Pandora's box. Cause I know there's so much information out there that I did not know about my dad's side of the family and frankly, my mom's side of the family that I was pretty scared and apprehensive to take the exam. In fact, it took me about three or four months to actually get to the point where I took the exam. And I think it was only like a spit test or whatever. And you send it into a lab and normally you get it back within you know, a month or two and they give you all the DNA results. And the cool thing about it is like you get it all, it comes through ancestry.com. So there's a database online. You can log in, they show you all that information. And again, I knew it was going to be Pandora's box. I knew that there was going to be so much information I'm going to learn about myself and potentially family members that I was probably scared to hear about, right? It's scary. You also think about potential relationships that you now have to build because you went through and you took that exam. You think about, you know, why my part Scandinavian, right? There's so much information that you could unravel. You know, I could have found out that my great, great grandfather was Martin Luther King. I don't know. Right. Like there's so much unknown. That's why I call it Pandora's box. Never would I have thought I was going to meet anyone related to me that might be closer than a first cousin. Right. I thought I would never understand that in my head. This Wayne Burr guy was my dad and then any siblings that or any children that he had, that would be my brothers and sisters. That's what I thought. And given that this is part one, you're going to have to listen to part two of the Better Wallet podcast of how I found my dad, biological dad. So after you're done listening to this one, you're going to have to wait until next week to hear part number two. So I'll see you then. Make sure you guys go subscribe to the Better Wallet podcast. That way you do not miss this episode. And I'm going to dive in deeper into how I was able to meet my biological father in the relationship that we have now, which is really interesting. So I'll catch you guys then. Thank you for tuning in to the Bear Wallet Podcast. If you learned something new during today's episode, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. We would also love a rating and review as well. In closing, remember the goal is to live a better life through taking control of your money. We want our money to work hard for us so we can live the life that we've always imagined. I'll see you on the next episode.